Before we get into today's episode, I just want to say that you can have an opportunity to leave me a message. If you're interested in sending me a message uh, and being included in the episode, this is what you have to do. First, think of any question that's related to Minecraft or Minecast. you have a question about uh, either of the two, I'd be more than happy to answer. So to send me a message, you'll need to go to anchor.fm slash perrytable, that's P-E-R-I-T-A-B-L-E slash message. There will be a link in the show notes, and I look forward to hearing from your messages. Now on with the episode. Hello everyone, and welcome to Minecast, the podcast about Minecraft and only Minecraft. After uh, my relatively long break, two new snapshots have been released, and we're going to be going over both of them, 21W10A and 21W11A. Then we will be going over a mod for the first time in I don't know how long. It's going to be the TNT mod, so that should be fun. Then we're going to cover a news article from PC Gamer that uh, reads, I'm terrified of Minecraft's blind and ferocious new monster. I wonder what it could be. Then again, I think we all know pretty much what the new blind mob is if you haven't watched Minecraft Live 2020 yet. But without further ado, uh, let's get right into it. Alright, so first up we will be going over 21W10A. So what's new in this snapshot that came out uh, a week and a half ago? Good question. A truly fabulous snapshot enters the arena. This snapshot brings the fundamental changes to our rendering pipeline with the introduction of the brand new technology that is OpenGL Core 3.2. On top of that, we're finally introducing the Lush Caves biome. However, as with the Dripstone Caves, this is only available through, through creating a custom world. They better get implemented eventually, and I know they will. There's an important note about the snapshot for those of you with an older computers. With the Introduction of OpenGL Core 3.2, there's a chance Minecraft Java will no longer run on computers that do not meet the minimum system requirements. Computers that meet the minimum system requirements should not be affected. I hope my uh, computer can handle to run Minecraft. Anyway, new features in 21W10A. They added the Lush Caves underground biome and cracked deep slate bricks and cracked deep slate tiles. There's no infested variant of deep slate found in the other underground. While they will not generate in the world by default, deep slate versions of copper, emerald, and coal ores have been added for use by creators of maps and data packs. Lush Caves Biome. The Lush Caves Biome underground biome now exists for use in single biome worlds. does not yet generate in other world types. Uh, so what they added, uh, moss coverings, covers the floor and ceilings, spore blossoms grow from the ceiling and drip particles, contains clay pools with drip leaf plants grow out of them, contains azalea bushes and flowering azalea bushes. The azalea tree loves to have its roots in lush caves, so if you can find an azalea tree, whether in overground or in a cave, you know there is a lush cave beneath you. The cave vines with glowberries grow from the ceiling and light up the caves. So changes. Cobble deep slate cannot be smelted into deep slate. Deep slate cannot be placed along any axis. The lightning rods cannot be waterlogged. Fossils in the deepest part of the underground generate with deep slate diamond ore instead of coal ore. The textures of deep slate and some of the ores have been updated. So there are photos below just to kind of show that. 
Yep, uh, there's the versions, uh, there's the deep slate versions of uh, coal, emerald, and copper. Uh, and then, yeah, just more comparisons. So, ore distribution, uh, it's been tweaked again. Why are, are any of us really that surprised? No. So, there are now more emeralds in the mountains. There is more lapis, less copper, gold, and redstone, smaller diamond blobs, so it's slightly more frequent, less diamond ore overall, though, less iron, and it generates lower down, reduced air exposure for coal. Then there is a bunch of technical changes, uh, but since this is about, like, the soul game itself, we really won't be covering that. And there's a bunch of bugs, too, that got fixed, like, the gold grid remains dark even if there is a light source block next to it, Phantoms continuously make too much flapping sounds. Glad they fixed that one. Emerald ore spawns in lower frequencies than it should above Y100. And lava lakes generate exposed in caves. I'm guessing they want to fix that. So then there's 21W11A. An absolutely shocking snapshot arrives. This snapshot adds some new functionality to copper, some general tweaks, a fancy new way of getting performance metrics, and a bunch of bug fixes. Happy mining! Some new features. Lightning rods can now, for the first time ever, be waterlogged. They didn't do that in the last snapshot? Oh, I haven't played that snapshot yet. Bone mealing rooted dirt now grows hanging roots underneath. Right click with the honeycomb on the copper blocks to wax them. Use honeycomb in a dispenser to wax, um, Copper blocks. Axes can now scrape off wax and oxidization off copper blocks. Lightning shock hitting cover will clean its oxidization. And more changes. Wax copper blocks can be crafted into four copper ingots. Tweak the cave sizes. Slightly increase the frequency of diamond ore blobs. Hanging root roots block now renders randomly offset. I don't know what that means. Breaking a drip leaf stem now drops a Big drip leaf block. Moss blocks can be crafted with cobblestone or bricks to make the mossy versions of these blocks. Oh yay, there's finally a recipe for these. The facing direction of small drip leaf blocks is now determined by which direction the player is facing when placing it. Fully grown Amethius clusters will not now drop four Amethius shards or more with fortune. When mined with a pickaxe and drop two Amethius shards when broken by hand, piston, or other means. Technical changes. Added F3L to shortcut to generate and persist performance metrics from in-game. And then some more technical stuff. And a few of the bugs. Spectral arrow texture and item and entity are inconsistent. Uh, cave vine blocks are inconsistent in ID form from other similar blocks. Uh, bone meal cannot be used on drip leaf stems. Lightning rods still can't be waterlogged. I'm glad they finally fixed that. Cannot enchant items. Ooh, that's a big one. Wow. Really glad they uh, fixed that. Shulkers do not flash red or hurt when killed. The world border is white. Okay. And with that, that is 21W10 uh, and 11A. Uh, those are the most recent updates. I may or may not have missed one. I do not. I really do not know. But yeah, with that, we're going to be moving on to our mod. Next up, we have the TNT mod. Update Last updated May 24th, 2019. 
So, uh, yeah, it's a little bit old, but, yeah, whatever. Alright, so, this mod requires Forge, yeah, whatever, we all know, I think every mod does. Alright, so, what each new TNT does, the scatter bomb. Description, massive damage. That's it. Nuke TNT, description, solely for map destruction, does not spawn blocks. This has been revamped, download to see what happens, or view the video. Minor TNT, description, has a slightly increased blast radius than the TNT, drops 100% of blocks as opposed to 30 Firebomb, same explosion as TNT, but sets everything on fire. Napalm, description, creates a small lava pool. Massive destruction via lava. And then there's a lot of new stuff. Meteor, a bit stronger than C4, scatters lava bombs around. C4, a little stronger than TNT. Bunker Buster, creates a deep hole, sometimes down to bedrock. Hydrogen Bomb, slightly stronger than the nuke. Projectile, explodes after... 16 seconds if it reaches maximum velocity. Bundled projectile. Explodes after 8 seconds. Moderate about of destruction. Best used in a TNT cannon. Propellant. Used for TNT cannons. Supernova. Approximately 10 times more destructive than the scatter bomb. Spawns a lot of particles. Creates severe lag. You probably shouldn't use this. Coal dust. Crafting material. Antimatter. Approximately 5 times more destructive than the scatter bomb. Precision TNT. Very small explosion. Explodes without delay. Destroyed by an explosion. Drops off like diamonds. Just from ores. Three times. Time bomb. This bomb will explode at different times depending on the item that's used to activate it. See the chart below. Other explosive. 10 second fuse. Flint redstone signal. 1 minute. And redstone torch. 4 minutes. And then that... This mod is incompatible with the... F with the following known mods. No known incompatibilities. Installation. And that's just how you install it. And, and then there's older versions if you want it for some reason. But yeah, the TNT mod. Uh, I think Mojang should definitely add all this TNT. And looking at the photo photos here, the fire TNT just, you know, spreads fire. Burn whole cities down. Oh boy, uh, maybe you shouldn't do that. Blow massive holes in, in your world. Yeah, you can see like the lava just in, floating in the air. And it creates like a giant waterfall too. So if you want to create like a giant waterfall, this would be like your mod. Because regular TNT would just lag up your world and, you know, you don't want to do that. So, blow massive holes. But then again, lava would get in your way too. Then there's a bunch of crafting recipes too. For the scatter bomb, you need four pieces of regular TNT, one, what looks like uh, a nuke, a nuke, four TNT, and four gunpowder. The hydrogen bomb requires a nuke, four TNT, and a C four C fours, uh, C four TNTs. A supernova requires four nukes, four TNT, and keep having to look back and forth. I think it's a scatter bomb. And and that and then there's a comparison. So, smaller stuff. And then the supernova is huge compared to like the scatter bomb, the hydrogen bomb. Yeah, supernova looks like it would destroy your world in just like a few hits. Scatter bombs much smaller. Then again, there's like the I can't tell if that's a, just like a piece of dirt on my screen, if that's the whole of a TNT. 
because the okay and then there's the meteor which uh you know sets your whole world on fire because it's a meteor if it impacts the ground it's just gonna send everything flying all over the place and so yeah i think as i was saying before i think mojang should uh i think uh mojang should add these add these add this mod to the game obviously they're not but then again they're They've said they won't add mods to the game since, you know, they just exist. And they will not be adding vertical slabs too, they have said that. But that's unrelated. Overall, I think this mod does a really good job of adding different kinds of TNT, new ways to destroy things, because that's always fun to do in Minecraft sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta, well, maybe I shouldn't be saying this on a podcast, but this TNT mod would be really cool to, like, create waterfalls because that's probably the most family-friendly thing I can say on this podcast. And with that, let's move on to our news article. So this article from PC Gamer is titled, I am terrified of Minecraft's blind and ferocious new monster. In closing darkness, guttural moans, a soul-stuffed belly can make the warden the scariest mob yet. For a game for both adults and children, Minecraft has some seriously creepy monsters. You have your classic, creeper skeletons and zombies, but what about the giant floating gas, the brutish piglins in the nether, and don't even get me started on endermen. But the new Nost Beast coming to the Caves and Cliffs update make these enemies look almost cute. Cute in comparison. I cannot do the... I cannot change my voice very well. Where do I even start with the Warden? They were first introduced during Minecraft Live 2020 and are Minecraft's first blind mob, so instead of gunning it toward you as soon as you lock eyes the skulk it skulk around sensing vibrations with sensors on its head but the movement you make a, no- a noise but the moment you make a noise you better pray th- to the blocky gods it's ready to attack it also looks horrendous with a huge gaping mouth and a rip- exposed ribcage where you can see glowing souls trapped inside that looks pretty scary sure the warden looks creepy but Mojang has made the whole ordeal of encountering one all the more awful. The whole, these hulking creatures can be found in only one place, one of the update's new biomes, the Deep Dark. The caves and cliffs will completely overhaul how caverns work and will focus on making them and we'll focus on making the more expansive open spaces with green and underground areas. But the deep dark is the opposite. Its winding caves are cramped and claustrophobic, making it impossible to and difficult and running away from a huge hulking creature is almost impossible. If you're going down there, you better have an escape plan if things go south. Getting trapped in the deep dark with these creatures roaming around is what scares me the most in this new update. Thankfully, you'll get a bit of warning if the warden is near. Candles, lamps, and any source of light will flicker and the warden is near. Candles, lamps, and any light source will flicker and slowly begin to get swallowed in darkness as it approaches. That's not scary at all. Uh, pulse. You'll also hear a stream of moaning and glowing souls in, in its chest, pulsating like a horrific heartbeat, so you can see it in the dark. Mojang has cleverly orchestrated these encounters to be as scary as possible. This is not what's so scary about the Warden. It's not just its looks that 
It's not that it just looks horrible. Mojang has cleverly orchestrated these encounters to be as scary as possible. If I got stuck in an underground cavern in complete darkness as a hulking, gurgling creature tried to kill me, I would just curl up in a ball and let fate take its course. Mojang even advises players not to fight one. You'll need to try and sneak around it, distracting the monster with snowballs and arrows. If you find yourself trapped in it when you try to attack the warning, Warden, it lets out a ferocious war and charges at you, hitting you until you're toast. Even if you're kitted down some fancy netherite armor, that won't stop the warden from killing you in two hefty blows. Because it does seven hearts even with netherite armor, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Sure, players will work out how to defeat them soon enough because the Minecraft community is ravenous, but the first couple times players go delving into the deep dark are going to be frightening. It really does take me back to the first time I played Minecraft and I and had to survive my first night. I'll never forget the first time when the blue skies and green grass disappear and you're suddenly exposed to all kinds of spine-tingling monsters. The fear of facing off the warden has its rewards. The blocks that can be found in the deep dark are certainly worth the risk. The warden is part of a new skulk system that Moching is introducing in the update. Skulk sensors are blocks that can detect vibrations, much like a freaky friend, and emit a signal to redstone, blocks that are vital for powering mechanisms in Minecraft. Normally, redstone needs a connection to work, but a skulk sensor can transmit signals to redstone without being part of a circuit, essentially creating wireless mechanisms. This is a game changer for Minecraft builders who love automation and tinkering. Skulk sensors can detect all kinds of movement, including walking, swimming, flying, explosions, lightning strikes, and more. The possibilities for creating completely wireless mechanisms is immense. Bet you someone's gonna create a cell phone. Oh wait, they've done that already, but with the skulk sensors, I mean. With a reward that great, it'll definitely be taking some dangerous expeditions down into the deep dark, even at the risk of a warden encounter. I'm sure there will be plenty of techniques and strategies that will sprout out from the community when the Caves and Cliffs update releases this year. I just hope they're enough to get me out alive. And that's the news article. So, <laughs> with that, uh, that's more or less the everything you need to know about the warden. Uh, yeah, it is ridiculous, ridiculously overpowered. Uh, stay away from it. And, yeah, so... Today we cover 21W10 and 11A, the TNT mod, and well, obviously the ward and the warden article because I just read it. So with that, that's gonna be the end of today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, this is episode 23, I believe. So yeah, thank you for listening, and I will, and you will be hearing from me in the next episode.